the survey in itself gives people the opportunity to vent if they're not happy with yeah. you. That's what they really want. They want to be heard. Yep. So they, you, you want to give them the opportunity to vent with you so you have a chance to fix the problem versus them just being upset and posting stuff all over the internet. Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. Marco Torres is the founder of marketingboost.com. He has helped thousands of business owners worldwide boost sales and scale their businesses by as much as fivefold through the use of incentive-based marketing. He teaches entrepreneurs how to soar sales and market through the use of value-add incentives instead of discounts. His Facebook group is home to more than 27,000 active business owners who are raking in the sales with his advice and amazingly affordable subscription program. In today's episode, we talk about what value add incentives are, how you can use them in your business to increase sales and why they work so well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Beautiful. All right. Well, first I'd love to get started and for the audience to learn a little bit more about you and how you came to be so incredible with marketing and scaling businesses on such a high level. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I've been an internet marketer since very early days. I think I started uh, playing around with the internet in 1994, trying to figure something out. By the time 96, 97 came around, I was really heavily in it. And and shoot, I guess they called me a spammer back then before they used to call it spam. Uh, they didn't even have a word for e mass emailing like I was doing back when. Back when everybody loved AOL back then. Everybody had their AOL account. We all got those discs in the mail. Or in your case, it was your mom because you were too young for that. <laughs> I'll take the compliment. <laughs> and... Uh, so I've been around a while of developing and watching the evolution of online entrepreneurs. In the in the by the time the year two thousand came around, I had I had sold myself into a position with a big corporate or travel company, and built their entire online machine, which eventually started doing two hundred million dollars a year in sales and we and by the time 2008 you know between 2000 and 2008 we did over a billion dollars in sales generated from the internet with that company and I've gone on to do a lot more than that with my other clients and other businesses that I've launched as well so hopefully I can add some some ideas that folks can take away today that uh, relate with a small business a solopreneur uh, is just getting started I think we've got some proven ideas that I've been through that I can share that would uh, possibly help somebody. Amazing. Well, you know, when we're talking about the internet and marketing in general, the first response I hear from most people is it's so crowded. There are so many people playing the game, so much competition. How do I stand out, especially when I have zero budget and no idea what I'm doing? So when you're dealing with a newer brand, trying to build a brand identity, trying to gain some awareness, where do you start? 
That's a great question. And uh, one of the key things, you know, first of all, I would say for anybody who's, a, you know, getting started as an entrepreneur, my personal belief is there's never been a better time. Yes, it's very crowded. Yes, everybody is, you know, more solopreneurs, home-based businesses than ever. But there's also never been so many tools available uh, affordably to quickly build your website, build your sales funnel, build your sales quiz, build, you know, automate everything from appointment setting to email marketing, text messaging, voice. I mean, it's all there. It's all affordable. So now it's what else can you do to stand out from the crowd? And, and I'm a big believer in what I call incentive-based marketing. Uh, and I'd like to just, first of all, make sure everybody knows what that is. Would that be okay to kind of explain Absolutely, what I'm talking about? Absolutely, yeah. So what do I mean by incentive-based marketing? I'm going to use two of the biggest examples that everybody would recognize. And one is the, the uh, McDonald's Happy Meal. That's an incentive for parents to pull into McDonald's versus Burger King or anywhere else because they're going to be able to fulfill that child screaming in the back seat. You know, are we there yet? Are we there? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be able to distract that child with the toy that comes in the in the thing. And you're, instead of worrying about the price, McDonald's realized they could get people to take their mind off of the price of how much is the burger, the soda, the snack, and the fruit, you know, and what have you combined, and instead just package it together. But by throwing in that little toy, now it became the the where we don't think about the price, we think about the prize, and we're giving the kids the Happy Meal. So you need to think about what's my adult Happy Meal, right? Now, here's another big example. Amazon. What did, what did Jeff Bezos do a few years ago? It was genius. He came up with an idea that if you, you bought his Amazon Prime product, which gave you, you know, videos to watch and what have you, the key thing was, the incentive was you got free shipping. I didn't even, when I first bought it, I didn't even want streaming video. You know, it was very early on, it was like, I got TV. Why do I care about streaming video? I wasn't even a Netflix watcher in the early days of that. But suddenly it was like, wait a minute, free shipping for 99 bucks a year? Okay, bam. And then you find out, well, these are also some good videos available and good streaming and good other stuff that he threw in the mix. But what did he end up getting so many of us to do millions worldwide? We got locked into Amazon with the free shipping thanks to paying for Amazon Prime uh, yearly. So he got a fee from us yearly for the prime and he got us hooked on the free shipping, which meant we were now shopping on Amazon forever. So versus everybody else. So it was just genius. Now, so that's what I talk about is how do you come up with incentives, whether you build them yourselves, whether you borrow them from colleagues by networking and leveraging relationships and uh so here's some idea, you know, for example, you know, let's say you're a business coach and you've written a course that you're trying to sell. Well, maybe you've got a colleague who's also written a course. So now you can say, buy my course and get my colleague's course included free or what have you. And then you do the same for him. You let him, you, you know, leverage your course. So now you both have a bonus to add. As an example, I'm just saying, you know, come up with ways to add more value, add rather than discounting, which is the big mistake that many of us want to want to in order to try to compete we think we need to be the lowest price and that doesn't work for very long because then someone's going to come around and say well i'll do it cheaper than you and then someone else and then it becomes a race to the bottom and believe it or not discounting as little as 10 percent off you know could mean you've got to double sales to end up in the same place as far as net profits concerned 
So, uh, you know, discounting a little bit could mean a huge chunk of what is supposed to be profit, which is what you're in business for. So um, you want to kind of stay away from that and find ways to add incentives. The thing I love about the Happy Meal example, which I never thought of until now, is not only is my kids super happy when we go to get a Happy Meal, but now no other restaurant will do. They have set an unmeetable standard because no matter where we go, how good the food is, my kid doesn't get a toy. And so we have no choice but to go to McDonald's every time. And it's the same with Amazon. I love the way that through incentives, they essentially bought customer lifetime loyalty. Loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yes. So for a startup who's looking at coming up with this idea, this Happy Meal idea for their business, but they have no money to invest. You mentioned strategic partnerships, which I love. Are there any other ways or things that we can think of that we can add on to deliver more value and incentivize customers? Well, if I can plug my own company, yeah. that would be a, <laughs> let's do it. That, yes, that would be one <laughs> of the keys here. So I developed in 2017, my partners and I, we launched a product called marketingboost.com or it became marketingboost.com a couple of years later as we rebranded ourselves. But here's what we did. And this came about by accident. I'll tell the story so you can relate. And this story is something that any business owner out there can use also, because we all need referrals. We all need re I mean, uh, reviews. We need video testimonials. We need written reviews. And we need them coming in constantly in order to stand out from the crowd, to be able to have social proof that well, you are what you say you are, and that people will like and trust you based on the fact that many others have already been there. So you want to try to develop these testimonials and to get them you've got to solicit them so here's what happened to arca we were in the in the travel space with one of our uh, travel websites and it was doing really really well but we were scratching our heads going if we only had more video testimonials we could leverage those into tens of thousands of additional sales but we were scratching our head going what could we do to motivate people to actually go that extra mile and film a selfie testimonial while on vacation from the pool, the beach, the bar, the, you know, and brag about the hotel brand. So we, we came up with an idea and we said, well, it'll be expensive, but let's give it a try. We're going to give them a bonus trip. We'll give you a, a while you're on vacation. We'll, if you do the video testimonial for us, we'll give you a bonus trip of three nights in your choice of Orlando or Las Vegas. And, and that took off. I mean, before we knew it, we had hundreds of these video testimonials coming in and then and then thousands. I mean, today we have over 30,000 video testimonials, more than any other travel website in the world. And that leveraged, you know, over, over time, we leveraged that into uh, over a million travelers with that one travel site. And uh, so, but here's the key that any business owner can use. We did a survey when we expected the client to be at their peak of happiness, which was day two, a day after check-in. So as soon as they checked in, after checking, we'd be sending them an email and a text message, automated, of course, and we would ask them, hey, by now you've checked in. How is the hotel living up to your expectation? How, how are we doing on a scale of one to five? Where do you put us? And if they gave us a four or five, we would be wonderful. We're thrilled that you're enjoying the hotel. We'd like to ask you a huge favor. Would you help us spread the word about that hotel and their brand and ours? And if you'll film, if you'll go the extra mile and film a selfie video from the beach, the pool, the bar, the restaurant, whatever you like best, brag about their brand, brag about ours, we'll reward you with that complimentary trip I mentioned. And boom, they started flowing in. And then a few months later, we had all those people raising their, now we're using those, we're leveraging them all over the website. Now, a couple of months later, all these people are raising their hand. They want that free trip, we promised. 
So now we're having to dig into our pockets to pay for those free rooms. And uh, we're like, ouch, this is expensive. How can we solve this problem? So we went back to our travel partners and said, hey, you've got a problem and we know we can fix it. You've got rooms that go unsold. I mean, yes, your hotel is full on certain weekends, holidays, peak season, special events. But for the majority of the year, 70% of the year, at least 30% of your rooms go empty. You know, would you agree? And they did. And we says, well, we can help you fill those rooms. So instead of having zero revenue, I mean, you still have, they all still have the mortgage payments to make. They've got electric bills, front desk staff, maintenance crews. Whether that room's empty or not, they've got a lot of fixed costs. So they agreed to give us these rooms for next to nothing or free where they would get, we convinced them, you're going to get some money. These people are going to spend money at the restaurant, the bar, the pool, the spa, the casino, the gift shop, the excursion desk. They're going to book extra nights at the, at the hotel. They're going to, you know, uh, upgrade room types. And so we had a few hotels agree in Orlando and Las Vegas. And now we're fulfilling those free trips we were giving away at no cost. And we thought to ourselves, can you imagine if we solicited hundreds of more hotels worldwide, we could we'd have another standalone business, which is what eventually became what we do today at marketingboost.com. We give our members, it's a subscription-based model. We're not the first to be involved in the travel incentive business, but we totally turned it upside down and revolutionized the industry. One, we made it a win for the resorts. We made it a win for the Marketing Boost member because it's incredibly affordable. And we, it's a win for the consumer who receives the incentive because there's no hoops to jump through, no timeshare presentations, no, no, um, no, literally no hoops. You know, it's easy to use. They activate the certificate by paying the government taxes that are due. It. You know, so it's the only thing that we, as part of the disclaimers, by the way, we teach our members, hey, just three simple disclaimers. One, airfare is not included, food and beverage is not included, and neither are the government taxes and fees. So the, most of our members allow the client to pay the government taxes and fees. And then they have 18 months to log into an online platform, pick their dates they want to go, select the participating hotel they want, book it, get instant confirmation, and they're on their way. Now, that does mean because we're filling empty rooms that they're not going to get Christmas week. They're not going to get Thanksgiving. They're not going to get Fourth of July, Memorial Day weekend, and so forth. So there's about 32 weeks out of 52 weeks a year available at all the destinations. So that's one of the key incentives we offer, plus hotel savings vouchers. They come in increments of $100, and $500, hotel savings cards, and restaurant savings cards. So what we do with those three categories of incentives, we teach our members how to add value to whatever your call to action is, stand out from the crowd with the, the wow, surprise, and delight factor, basically, and, uh, and have the adult Happy Meal. So now it's your brand has the toy, the prize that your competitor doesn't have. And, uh, and that way you can say, hey, when you, you know, hire me as your business coach, uh, and you can build loyalty in there too, and scarcity, because you can say, look, I only have a few of these. I have an incredible relationship with our travel partner, redeemvacations.com. By the way, this is your the marketing member secret. Your client never knows about marketingboost.com. That's that's your market. That's your mastermind marketing secret. The client gets everything from a brand called our travel brand called redeemvacations.com. So, where I'm going with that is, you know, you say I've got a special relationship with our travel partner, and, and I've got a few a few of these I can do this with. But if you if you hire us this week by the before the end of the week, and you stick with us for six months, 
on your six-month anniversary, I'm going to reward you with six days and five nights in your choice of Hawaii or Cancun. Uh, for example, you might dangle that carrot for them to stick with you for three months, six months, or to reach a quick start program. If you're a multi-level marketer, you might say, when you join with me and, and if you hit these goals in the first 30 days, you put me X amount of people in front of me and you help, you know, and I'll put, I'll make the presentations, but you know, your upline is going to help you. And, but if you can get these people to come to your opportunity meetings and say, look, you get started and hit the goal and put 10 people in front of me and we put two people in your group before the end of the first 30 days, you're going to get three nights in Las Vegas on us and so on. And so I can just keep on giving you case yeah. studies one by one if you got time. <laughs> the thing that I love about this setup is you had a problem, but so did your customer, or your consumer, and you were able to take both problems and connect the dots and find a solution where both people got what they needed in a really natural, but also really rewarding way. And the, like the, the takeaway that I'm getting today is don't just look at my problem. Don't just look at the issue that I have, not being able to fill seats, not being able to get new leads and whatnot, but also connect that to either a strategic partner's problem and the consumer's problem and find a creative solution where the consumer feels like they're getting a gift and a reward, but it helps both of us. I love that. Um, so what I want to take this a little bit further, because loyalty is one of those things that, that feels like it should happen naturally. Most business owners assume that once they get a customer, they're staying for life, but that's not always the case. Absolutely um, not, so yeah. I'd love to know more about how, once we've gotten them in with the incentive, once we've gotten them started on that relationship, how do we keep them long-term? Well, obviously, you've got to be delivering decent product and service along the way, and that should be one of your priority goals is how do you, uh, you know, make sure you're, you're following up, doing surveys, making sure your clients are, you're delivering, right? you got to really try your damnedest to deliver. But then it's uh, additional, you know, uh, rewards, engagement, um, uh, and, you know, again, that's one of the reasons why, like, I had a client that I was thinking about just the other day. He's a photographer, a wedding photographer, and he promises, he found, you know, because we have the, remember I told you, we have the incentive to start in increments of one, two, three, and $500, and he tested everything. So he would give people, hey, just book an appointment with us, and we'll give you a $500 uh, hotel savings card for booking a, a no obligation appointment, you know, quote, get a quote. So the way we really put these two incentives together for your call to action is really either you buy, you get or you inquire and you get, but he's tested it where he, you know, he had, he got less uh, activity with a, with a $500 incentive. It sounded too good to be true with versus when he changed it to, we'll give you a hundred dollar hotel and restaurant. I mean, a hotel savings voucher for booking is no obligation quote and, and, and zoom call. And then once he got him on the call, you know, and part of the, the signup process, he said, if we come to, uh, if, if we can come on, you know, if we can end up working together, We'll up that to a $300 hotel savings card. And then once he had him on the phone call and the, everything else and making the, and closing them on the sale, he could bump that up to $500. And if they bought the super, the, the full package, which included the videography, the, the, uh, the photos, the, the, the memory book, the whole kit and caboodle, he would throw in, Hey, we'll give you the free honeymoon. We'll give you a five night trip in Cancun or Hawaii. And, you know, bam, he went from generating, you know, about 2,500 in revenue that he was averaging to back up to almost $4,500 in revenue by, by 
packaging it this way and also generating more many more clients. But to answer your question on loyalty, and another idea here is again offering the incentives based on taking more actions or or, or starting with the what I call a miniature a mini or a micro incentive to go with a micro uh, a micro call to action. So let's say you're an online retailer, your average transaction is hundred dollars. You know, you don't want to give away a five-night trip to Cancun with a $100 purchase. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound believable. So, therefore, you might create a loyalty point system. And uh, you're saying, look, you know, any purchase of $100 or more gets a $100 hotel savings card. Good at over a million hotels worldwide, saving you off compared to the Expedia's of the world. But then you might throw create a point system that says, as soon as you reach $500 or more or $1,000 in purchases, whether you do it all in one day or over the next six months, when you get to $1,000 in purchases or 1,000 points, we will reward you with your choice of three nights in, you know, uh, five nights in Cancun or five nights in Puerto Vallarta or Cabo San Lucas. And now you've got this sexy Happy Meal offer and you've got a reason to keep marketing to them and letting them know you've paid, you've got you've got 200 points earned. You've spent $200 so far. You're $800 away from five nights in Cancun on the beach, luxury hotel, you know, AAA, Fire Diamond Resort, yada yada yada. And uh, and now they're like, you know, you've got a reason to keep marketing, keep sending them those text messages and emails, going, you know, hey, you're only $800. You're $500 away. You're $200 away. You're $100 away, and get them coming back to your shop and buying online and making the next purchase so that you can reward them. This episode is brought to you by the Hustle Less Profit More Club, the marketing solution for small businesses struggling to grow. Learn how to ditch marketing that doesn't work and create a no-fluff, high-powered marketing strategy that scales in the Hustle Less Profit More Club. This monthly business coaching program is designed for busy entrepreneurs and business owners who struggle to market their business. Inside, you'll learn everything you need to set proper marketing goals, prioritize your efforts, and grow your business. Head over to heymickeyanderson.com slash club to learn more. Now, back to the episode. And, you know, contests are good as well because you can you can revive an old database just by doing running a sweepstakes contest. I've had people grow their Facebook followings. Mind you, listen to this idea. They do they do like contests on on everybody who joins their Facebook group. They'll do this viral contest thing for every for every person you invite to join the group. You get another chance to win this week's contest. We're giving away, you know, three nights in Myrtle Beach. And then after on Saturday, they pick a winner and they do a live show on Facebook and they, you know, give them the, the incentive. And then they're saying next week, it's three nights in Miami. So keep on sharing, keep on growing our group and yada, yada. And their groups, one guy went from zero to 10,000 followers in his Facebook group in less than 90 days. And of course, now he's the authority in that group. He's the expert. He's monetizing the group little by little by providing content and information and luring them into his webinars and his product sales. And eventually you can be, you know, building that following and, and you're, uh, you know, presenting yourself as that expert and building, you know, like trust and eventually a purchase. (laughs) You know, it, it sounds a lot like you're, you're leveraging our internal desire to win games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the gamification process. I love that because all of us want to win. <laughs> and the chance to win 
like when you look at it in terms of risk, like entering yourself into a contest, joining a Facebook group, the risk is very, very minimal, but the reward is significant. And I, I love that there's just this continued push and drive, not only for you, but you want to see your friends and family win too. So you're going to bring them in on it as well. So you're just bringing in more and more people and warming them up, having fun yeah. and eventually allowing them the opportunity to purchase from you. Exactly. And there, and there's, and you know, marketing boost is just, again, let me just this disclaimer, we, we, we are not the magic bullet. Marketing boost is not the magic bullet. That's going to take you from zero to hero and, you know, make you a million dollars. It could, but it's not necessarily, I've, I've seen that happen. I can tell you a story of a guy who's made over a million dollars using our incentives, another one over $500,000 in four days. But the point is it, we're usually not the magic bullet, but we are one of the tools that you can use and build complete campaigns around it, or you can uh, just sprinkle them in occasionally in your business to create, you know, engagement and fun and a reason to, you know, be on your webinar and stay till the very end. You might be saying, hey, we're giving away two trips at the end. We On every one of our webinars, we give away a trip to Cancun or, you know, Hawaii or Cancun or whatever. So make sure you stay till the very end and stay engaged on the webinar because if you're participating, you might be the one we select as the winner and so on. And then, you know, you could, after the webinar, you could contact everybody if you felt like it and say, look, you're, you're a winner. You know, boom, I wanted to contact you personally, let you know you're a winner now because you've got, you can, as a marketing moves member, I didn't cover this earlier. You can give away as many of them as you like for the, uh, for, with our membership. Now we do teach you don't normally give them away like candy because it kind of brings down the value. So you want to keep urgency and scarcity, but it works. And like I told you, that guy made 500,000 in four days. What he did was he had a subscription model. He had hundreds of people paying him $97 a month to access his uh, tips on when to buy, sell stock and, and cryptocurrencies and what have you. And then he came out, we found marketing moves and he came up with a campaign to get people to pay for six months in advance or to become an annually paid member. And he said, if you pay for 12 months in advance, you get your a bonus of six days and five nights in Cancun or Hawaii. And uh, plus you get the 13th month free. So he threw in his own added value incentive, extra unit, extra time. And he said, if you pay for the year in advance, you'll get five nights in your choice of Cancun or Hawaii. And if you pay for six months in advance, you get your choice of Orlando or Las Vegas. And uh, which are you know the four top destinations I just mentioned there. But at the end of the day, he ended up generating about 300 of them that paid for a year in advance and another 150 that paid for six months in advance. And combined, it was almost $500,000 in four days. Now that's an ongoing part of his process. If after they use his service on a monthly basis, they see the value in his product, hits them up with the promotion to pay for a year or six months in advance. And just... I mean, I'm just scratching the surface on many of the different types of case studies of people that have really just killed this. Yeah. You know, I want to chat a little bit about reputation because from the outside, it seems like any business that has the ability to reward and incentivize their customers in a beautifully elaborate, you know, wonderful way, it, it feels like it would naturally give them some authority. Can you speak to how we can build our reputation and leverage these loyalty programs? Yeah, here's a, another way, two ways. One that, that I forgot to mention earlier, and it's a great way to build your personal brand and authority, and that is to lead by giving. And uh, you could be you could be taking your salesman hat off and just be supporting local nonprofits or national nonprofits 
by, by sponsoring a, a fundraising event and doing that by giving them the marketing, uh, for example, a half a dozen complimentary hotel stays in various destinations. And you tell the nonprofit, look, you can sell, you can, you know, auction these off, sell raffle tickets for these complimentary hotel stays. You get you, all the money raised, you get to keep. All I'm asking for at the day of the fundraising event, we'd like to do the disclosures so people understand that airfare is not included, food and beverage is not included, and neither are government taxes and fees. And then, by the way, a little bit about my elevator pitch. I want, I'm want. i an expert in real estate. I'm your plumbing expert. You know, if you, whatever you need for, I'm the business coach, whatever you do, now you give your elevator pitch. But people are seeing you now as well. You're the philanthropist, the authority. You can afford to give away these complimentary trips to support this cause. During the event, I want to come up and meet you. Give me your business card. What do you do? I mean, let me understand, you know, what do you, how you help in real estate, if I'm buying, selling or whatever. And you're going to be generating leads without even, you know, without even hardly trying. Plus, everybody who wins the trips, you're going to be able to deliver those and chat with those people about your products and services as well. So it's a way to do it, to to, to step yourself up to the authority. Now, another, the reputation side of the fence, uh, there's, well, I talked earlier about generating reviews, right? So that's one way. Secondly, I've seen many a member of ours use the marketing boost incentives to actually solve customer service problems or to reduce them or, or, or even get them to take down a negative review. So let's suppose your team dropped the ball somewhere. You really, you know, you were late on delivery, shipped the wrong product, who knows, whatever you did. Now your client is bent out of shape. They want their money back. They want to write negative reviews. They want to, you know, just kill you if they could. So... <laughs> so what do you what could you do? Well, first you got to try to fix the problem and promise them, look, let's hit the reset button. Give us a chance, please, that we're gonna ship you the right product. We're gonna, we're gonna yada yada yada, we're gonna fix it. And on top of that, just for your aggravation, I'm gonna give you a complimentary hotel stay in you know Atlanta, Miami, Branson. Where where would you like to go? I'd like to try to try to solve this problem by giving you a complimentary hotel stay on us. I mean, it won't include airfare, it won't include food and beverage or government taxes, so I do my disclosure. But you know, if if I can fix this problem for you, and and I and I give you this complimentary hotel stay, after we fix the problem and giving you the incentive, would you be willing to pull that review down? And you'll find that people are more than willing to take it down once you fix the problem, maybe return their money, and on top of that, gave them the incentive. Now you've 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 got rid of that negative review. Which trust me, if you don't get rid of those, or you don't. If you're not soliciting new positive reviews, a few negatives can live on the internet forever and, and kill the rest of your ongoing business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not asking for reviews, you, you're likely only going to get the negative ones because if you're doing a lot of volume, once you start growing, obviously it's impossible to satisfy everyone. You're gonna have some complainers and about the craziest things, but you can at least uh, either, either offset that by generating and soliciting more, you know, constantly positive reviews via a survey form. I always recommend doing the survey so that you're only soliciting a written review or video review from people that are that have told you that they're thrilled with you. And if they're not thrilled with you, if they gave you that one, two or three instead of a four or five as your score, then you need to know that too. You need to, you need to know, oh, we're dropping the ball here more than once. This keeps happening. What's, you know, and fix it. Now you know that you're having this problem so you can get with your team and you can solve the problem. But for those that are happy, those are the ones you're going to make it easy. You're going to send them, hey, would you do us a huge favor and you know post a review here and send them the links where you want the reviews. 
we throttle them. This is another another idea. Throttle the request, the solicitations. Would you please post it here on the Google reviews for us? Uh, would you post it on SiteJabber, Trustpilot? So you're you're sending people to different places, different third-party review sites to post these the reviews that you want. You might even give them, make it easy and give them samples of what you'd like them to say. Again, make it easy, make it a no-brainer. Now they're posting these reviews for you just because you asked, and you're you you don't have to sign up for all those third-party review services, but you're flooding the Trustpilot with reviews, SiteJabber, Google, Facebook. And that, you know, Google will have no choice then but to just, you know, lift your brand up because you've got all these other third-party review sites posting positive reviews for you. That in itself is going to help lift your URL to get more, uh, you know, get on that top page of Google as well. So, you know, just some of the thoughts there on how incentives can be used to solve problems, solicit reviews, and reward your happy clients. Yeah, the thing that you mentioned that I really want to highlight is when it comes to surveys and reviews, the great thing about collecting surveys on a regular basis is you can catch the negative review faster and it's not plastered all over online. So you can deal with it privately. And then once it's solved or anytime you receive a positive review, you can direct them to a third party site. But you have a filter when you're surveying regularly where people have the opportunity to express how they feel before plastering your name all over all the, internet. Over the internet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the survey in itself gives people the opportunity to vent if they're not happy with yeah. you. That's what they really want. They want to be heard. Yep. So they you you want to give them the opportunity to vent with you. So you have a chance to fix the problem versus them just being upset and posting stuff all over the Internet. And by then it's it's difficult to get people to you know remove that, change that. They're like, yeah, you can still fix it. You can give my money back and do whatever. But I'm leaving that post because everybody should know you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard. So you want it. You definitely want to, you know, get the survey first and. And and then if you if you are getting a lot of negatives, you've got work to do. You've mm -hmm. got to you've got to work on fixing the problem. Was otherwise the survey in itself won't be enough. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. When it comes to delivering value in advance, I know we talked a little bit about lead generation, and I'd like to kind of get back to that because this is the stage at which most of our audience members are at. They're trying to get more leads and qualify more leads. And when we're doing that with incentives or delivering value upfront, one of the things I hear all the time is, but if I'm giving too much value upfront, are people really going to stay and buy? And I'd love to know your take on delivering value in advance of a purchase. Oh, I, I, I definitely believe, and you've got to give people a reason to start liking and trusting you. And so whether that be your, you know, your Facebook group where you're delivering, or delivering a lot of like content and and, and ideas, or whether it's your ebook that you wrote, or your uh, your white you know your white paper on why you're the ex expert and authority, and why people should be considering doing anything with you. And then as you're doing that, you know, like for example, we have a lot of people that use our incentives to get people to to book that no obligation Zoom call. One of the most powerful tools we we've never had before. You know, it's just. Zoom is a, is a new, relatively new company in this type of technology where now we get, we don't have to drive all over town for every appointment with somebody. And we're all used to Zoom. We're all, you know, we can accept it as the way we're going to listen to sales presentations. So you, you, you need more appointments for you or for your sales staff. You can be using the micro incentive like a restaurant savings voucher or, 
or a hotel savings card to, uh, hey, book a no obligation appointment. We want to reward your time. We know your time is incredibly valuable. We think ours is as well. But if you'll book an appointment and show up on time, we're going to reward you with a $100 hotel savings card. Go to the million hotels worldwide for your next hotel booking just for our opportunity to see if we're a good fit working together. And what you'll find is one, people, you know, that's, that's another incentive or reason to book that appointment with you. But more importantly, you're going to do all your reminder emails and text messages, whatever, to show up for that appointment. You're going to be reminding them about the reward, the McDonald's, your, your McDonald's Happy Meal. You're going to be reminding them why you want to, one of the reasons why you want to show up for this appointment is I'm going to reward you. And then, believe me, that can make a huge difference. I mean, we all have, okay, we get Zoom appointments, but then we all have the problem of no-shows, which can be pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a lot of no-shows, I mean, just imagine if you eliminated the no-shows, how many more sales could you or your sales team be making? So that's another example. In-home appointments, solar companies, home improvement companies use these, you know, hey, we're going to reward you with a, if you and your spouse will be home, you know, so you, nobody wants to do one-legged sales presentations. We call them one-legged when it's only husband or wife. So you might say, you know, hey, if, if you and your wife are both home uh, at four o'clock, as we've agreed to, uh, when our solar guy gets there, we are going to reward you with a $200 hotel savings card, whether you put our solar panels in or not. Just for listening to our opportunity, you're going to get a $200 hotel savings card uh, just for make sure your wife's home and we'll see you at four o'clock. You know? <laughs> I love it because you know who's going to spend the hotel gift card or the savings card, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And we know who's going to say yes or you're going to give daddy approval yeah. for the uh, uh, investment on the home improvement or not. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. When it comes to lead generation don'ts, the big mistakes you see that happen often, I know a lot of us are, will choose not to act out of fear of making a mistake instead of risking it. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes and seen a lot of mistakes as well. What are some common mistakes that you see that uh, business owners and solopreneurs should know of so they can avoid them? Boy, that's it's really that's a hard one to put your finger on because it's so vast on what industry, what type, mm -hmm. but it really, I would say it's, it's, you know, you have to be willing to spend a little bit of money. The good thing about even Facebook ads, they're, they're harder to be effective than they were a couple of years ago. I mean, with my companies uh, between 2010 and 2021, we spent over $70 million on Facebook alone with between all of our brands. And uh, ever since IO, uh, iOS 14 and 15, you know, the Apple made changes to the privacy policies and Facebook doesn't have the same targeting technique or tools that it used to have. It's harder to be effective on Facebook, but it still works. And but it's, you know, and the beauty of it is you can test $25, you know, at a time. You can do small campaigns and do test, A-B testing, you know, see what kind of lead, are you generating any leads? And is as you start to get them, you can start, you know, growing, you know, adding to the budget. You can start adding your customer base and become a, you know, retargeting. You can begin to do um, lookalike audiences. You know, again, you when you come out of the gate, they won't let you put in a lookalike audience. You need to prove you're an advertiser, and then and then you can start taking lookalike audiences. Like what? Well, who 
signed up for your, you know, people that signed up for your lead generation or before, or who's actually purchased from you, or who joined your Facebook group. Those lists can be plugged in as, as lookalike audiences and give you a better, your Facebook, more tools they need to find more people similar to the ones that are taking action with your service. But it's, um, you've got you've to test, test, test. And the other big mistake I think most people make, too many small entrepreneurs make, I preach this all the time, and that is stop trying to do everything yourself. You, if you're serious about a business, you've got to think big, no matter what your budget, and you cannot do, you've got to build a team of people around you, even if they're on Fiverr or, you know, on different, because it's now it's, it's another reason why it's so easy to be an entrepreneur today. There's so much talent available all over the world for amazing prices that you can you can get people to do your graphics for you. So you're not trying to become a graphic artist and you're not also trying to be your own Facebook ad guy. And you're not also trying to be the builder of your website and the one who's putting your automation together and the one who's, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to do everything, you're going to be good at nothing and you will, you think small, you'll stay small. So my gut, what I've learned over the years is anything I do every day over and over I want to try to build, turn it into a business process that I can delegate to somebody to do. And as soon as that's one thing off my plate, I can think the next big picture. What do I want to accomplish? What's next on my list that I can do, turn turn it into a, a process and then delegate it out again or hire somebody to help me figure this out. Let's put this into a process. And then either this person is going to keep doing it or I'm going to find somebody who, once I've got a system in place, I might be able to find somebody more affordably. And I've got over 150 agents in the Philippines, for example, and another bunch in India and more in Australia and more in South America. Oh, so we have, you know, 24 hour a day crews that are literally around the world. And I mean, it didn't start like that. It started with, you know, one virtual assistant, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I love that. I think a lot of us skip over the delegation and automation phase and try to like grasp on for as long as we can all of the pieces. And I think a lot of it is that we we fear we don't know how to train someone else to do it or we don't know how to choose the right person for the role. Do you have any tips when someone's getting started on building their team, how to choose what to delegate first? That's also a little bit of trial and error. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I've done is I, uh, you know, I'll put an ad on Fiverr or other things and uh, I'll interview the people coming through. Uh, I'll want to get on a Zoom call with them and tell, have them show me what they've done before, what, how, and when you're on Fiverr, then, you know, you do a search for specifically what you're looking for somebody to do, whether if it's, if it's, you know, spreadsheets and data entry, then that's what you put on there. I need somebody who's an expert in, in, uh, you know, Google spreadsheets or yada, yada. And then you're going to interview them and you want to make sure you can communicate with them. If, you, if they don't speak good enough English or you can't communicate with them and move on. I mean, you don't want to be struggling with somebody who's who you can barely talk to. You know, do uh, you want to be able to have a relationship that they, they you can talk with them both written and in, uh, you know, verbally so that they can become a true assistant for you and, uh, and start small, give them a project or two. And if, if they, if, if you just realize this is, this feels like it's not getting anywhere, then it probably isn't, you know, go with your gut, you go with your gut. If it's not getting anywhere, don't keep throwing money at this person. Just like, you know what? Thank you very much. Uh, 
I, I got what I needed. You know, you don't have to insult them or anything. Yeah. Just, I got what I needed and then mm-hmm. put the, you know, go back and interview some more people. Like anything else, it's not easy to find, you know, uh, really good talent. But then again, it's not that hard because on these third-party sites like Fiverr and others, there's there's reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, they they you're going to pick somebody who's already got a number of clients or who's had clients in the past, and you're going to see what others have said about them. And so, you know, reviews for are, are powerful for yourself and they're powerful for whoever you're looking to work with. So. Yeah, that just reinforces the surveys and reviews, right? Yeah, All exactly. along the customer journey. And and the, the thing that, that really peaked for me in this conversation that I want to remind the listeners of because it was a really great kind of sprinkling of value was when you're going to survey or get a review, choose a peak happiness time. When is your customer experiencing the most happiness? And ask for the review, then do it strategically. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Marco, well, thank you so much for your time. For our listeners who are excited and want to learn more about Marketing Boost and want to learn more about you, where can they find you online? We can go to marketingboost.com. And by the way, I never mentioned uh, the price. I mean, it's only $37 a month, if you don't mind me plugging that. It's only $37 a month to be a member of Marketing Boost and have access to everything I've talked about, unlimited incentives for complimentary hotel stays, restaurant vouchers, and the hotel savings cards. For your listeners today, I got a special offer. You go to marketingboost.com forward slash podcast. You can get 30 days for only $1. Marketingboost.com forward slash podcast gives you 30 days for $1. Boom. Yes. Yes, listeners, description, the link will be there for you. Margo, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at hustlelessprofitmorepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.